Last May, over 33,000 women from around the world attended the 2020 Wives of Integrity online conference. In the midst of a pandemic, wives understood more than ever that their marriages were under attack and they wanted to fight back. This year's event is even bigger with more than 70 wives speaking on topics like communication, intimacy, faith, finances, military life, parenting, and much, much more. Head on over and register for free at wivesofintegrity.com. That's wivesofintegrity.com. Expecting a baby? Know all your birthing options? Need help planning and preparing for your birthing experience? The Childbirth Conversations Planning Guide with Emmy Beth Manor is a must-have. Emmy Beth, mother of 10 and labor and delivery RN, has been helping women have beautiful births for over 15 years. Childbirth is an amazing experience that God has designed for women. Planning and preparing are essential for this life-changing event. Grab your free guide to the top questions to ask so you can start planning today. Go to childbirthconversations.com slash walk it out. That's childbirthconversations.com slash walk it out. Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart to heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, I am so excited on Walk It Out today to be talking about God's Word. In fact, we're going to be talking about falling in love with God's Word. And I remember my first introduction to the Bible was in my Sunday school teacher, Margot's class. Uh, my mom became a Christian when I was in second grade. Margot was my first Sunday school teacher. And I remember memorizing verses in order to go get prizes out of the little treasure chest box. And I'm sure there are pieces of gum and stickers and plastic rings. But I'm so thankful now that those memory verses, those words of God are now hidden in my heart. And it's interesting as we grow older, you know, it's not always little plastic rings that want us to sit down and memorize or get to know God's word or spend time with God. We really are looking for other transforming things in our lives. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So my guest today is Brittany Ann. She's an author, speaker, and owner of the popular website, equippinggodlywomen.com, where she challenges, encourages, and equips Christian women to be all in in faith and family. She's been featured in CBN, The Christian Post, Crosswork, Crosswalk, and she's married to a godly husband and they have three little ones. So welcome, Brittany. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm so excited to get to talk to you. 
Yeah, I love connecting with you and I love what you're doing online. And um, I, I love that as a mom of kids at home and all the things going on that you really wanted to share about God's word. So tell me why this is like the book that you wanted to write. Well, I love how you started today's conversation talking about when you were younger, how you got stickers from the prize box, little rings and all of those things from Sunday school, because I grew up in a very similar way. And I know so many other women did as well, where we if we grew up in church, we always have just had this assumption that we're supposed to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Good Christian girls read the Bible. It's just what we do. um, And we're just supposed to do it. Well, there's a lot of things that we're supposed to do in a day. We're supposed to eat vegetables. We're supposed to exercise three times a week. We're supposed to do all of these things. And yet often we don't because who wants to live their life with this supposed to? That doesn't sound very much fun. Nobody wants to do that. And the things that motivated us when we were little, like those stickers in the prize box or little plastic rings, that's great when you're seven. But as you grow up, that's not motivating anymore. So you really have to come to this place where you're not just approaching God's word because you're supposed to, but when you truly fall in love with God's word for what it is and how you can relate to it as an adult, that's what changes everything. And that's what I had noticed in my own life. I came across a statistic a couple of years ago that said that 59% of Americans want to read their Bible more. And yet only 31% of Americans read their Bible at least once a week. And that just really stuck out to me. Why is it that we want to read our Bible? We say it's important. We know it's it's important, but we're not doing it. And that was my experience as well. As a young mom, I wanted to read God's word, but I was busy. I had other things going on and I often didn't make it the priority that I wanted to. So it has been a journey over the last couple of years of trying to figure out, okay, we know we're supposed to read God's word. We want to read God's word, but why aren't we doing it? And how can we fix that? And that's how I got started writing this book, Fall in Love with God's Word. Yeah, and I love that title, Fall in Love with God's Word, because you're right. When we think it's something we're supposed to do, like, okay, like you said, exercise or eat right. It's like, oh, we're trying to like get up the motivation to do it. And sometimes we don't feel motivated, so we don't do it. Then we feel guilty and it's this really bad cycle. But things that we love doing, that we enjoy doing, we don't have to motivate ourselves ourselves. Like there are things that like we get to look forward to. So I would just love to hear personally how you went from, okay, this is something I should do to something that you love doing. You are so right that there are so many things in a day that we don't have to motivate ourselves to do, whether it's because we truly enjoy them or they're out of habit, or there's all kinds of reasons why we can do things regularly. But if you think about it, how often do you have to motivate yourself to scroll on Facebook or Instagram every day? How often do you have to motivate yourself to brush your teeth? I mean, maybe getting up off the couch could be a little difficult, but once you're already on the way up to your bedroom, you're, you know, probably not like, oh, do I brush my teeth? today. I really don't want to. You're just like, this is what I do. This is who I am. I am a person with decent hygiene who brushes (laughs) my teeth and puts on clean underwear. Like we do things on a regular basis. So for me, it started off with just coming to the realization that I wasn't making God's priority the, or God's word, the priority that I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. It was August, 2017. I was already running Equipping Godly Women at this point. And I 
did read my Bible. I've read my Bible through multiple times, but I wasn't reading it as often as I wanted to. And I just got to the point for myself where I finally said enough is enough. I am not putting any restrictions or rules or guidelines on anyone else. But for me, I knew that if I was going to be the Christian woman that I say I want to be, that I do want to be, if I am going to be this Christian mother and this Christian wife and just have this incredible relationship with God that I say I want to have, I knew that I had to be in God's word. So in August, 2017, I challenged myself and my readers at Equipping Godly Women. And I just sent out an email and I said, okay, here's the deal. I am challenging myself. I'm going to read God's word consistently. And I am telling you in order to help hold me accountable. And I am committing that every day. I just started by picking a time. I said, 8 a.m. That is my time. 8 a.m. In the morning is when I'm going to sit my butt down on the couch and read God's word every day. I knew that that was a time that would work for me because of the season of life that I was in at that time. If I had tried, and I have tried, it doesn't work. If I had tried to wake up at four or five in the morning, I had little kids. That was not happening. That was not going to work for me. If I had tried to read my Bible at 9 p.m. at night, Again, I'm kind of brain dead by that time of day because I'd be falling asleep, I think. Yeah, (laughs) I can read God's word then. I do sometimes, but I try to avoid that because it's not pretty. So I knew for me at 8 a.m. was the perfect little sweet spot for me. My kids would be in school by then. So I'd have this little pocket of quiet while I ate my breakfast before I started work for the day. And I knew if I waited until later in the morning or afternoon, I would already be busy. My mind would be going a million miles an hour of all the things I needed to do in a day or I'd have kids back from school. So 8 a.m., that was the time. Now, I I do want to say I did not fall in love with God's word on day one. Mm. It's the same as any other good positive habit that you are trying to create. So I like to give the example of I am also a long distance runner. The first few times that I went out running and then I'd come back in and my husband would say, how was your run? And I would say, it was awful. It is cold out there. And who wants to go run for a mile? Like that is work. You have to actually physically make your body move and it's not fun. And you're like, oh, it's cold and it's work and I'm sweaty and it's gross. And no, I didn't enjoy it the first several times that I did it. But I kept doing it because I knew it was good for me. And I knew that that was something that I wanted to have be a part of my life. And so now today, if you came up to me and you said, hey, guess what? Surprise. We have cleared your schedule for the whole rest of the day or for the whole afternoon. You have nothing going on. Would you like to go out and run for three hours? I would be like, yes, I honestly would love to go for a three hour run right now. That sounds amazing. I wish so bad I could do do that right now, which I can't because of my schedule. But Point being, on day one, it's not always fun, but it's once you start to create these small habits and just start small, but start with a small habit and work your way up like I did with running. Didn't go out for three hours on the first day. I went out for like three minutes probably on the first day and gradually worked my way up because it's once you do it on a regular basis, that's when you start to see the benefit of it. And that's when you start to fall in love with whatever it is that you're doing, whether that's reading God's word, eating broccoli, going for a run. Once you start to see the benefits of it, then that's when you fall in love because it has happened to me so many times since then when I will read something in the morning 
And it will be so encouraging to me. And then I go about my day and then I'll remember back, oh yeah, that passage that I read this morning was just so encouraging. And now I'm facing the struggle or this doubt or this worry, but I can remember like, I just read this thing about God this morning, or I'll read something and it will challenge me to behave a certain way. And as I go about my day and I think, oh, you know, what decision do I want to make? Do I want to do this or this? Like it, reading God's word roots me in, okay, this is the God you serve. This is what he's like. This is how you can get to know him and what he values. And here's what he says about you. And here's how he wants you to live. And here's him guiding you and directing you so that you can do all of these things. It's the same way with our parenting. When I first became a mother, I read every book in the library because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but these women have been moms before and they have all this advice for me so I can read their books and I can learn. And I have read books on parenting, marriage, blogging, all of the things because I want to learn. And we can do the same thing with God's word as well. It's not this obligation like, oh, I have to read my chapter for the day so I can get my check mark. Like if you start there, that's great. Like start there. But God's word offers us so much more. It has so much wisdom and encouragement for us and direction and just this chance to connect with the God of the universe himself who created you, who loves you, and you get to hang out with him every day. How cool is that? So that's why I really just challenge women. It's okay if the first day doesn't feel super fun. And it's okay if you have to start by just saying, okay, here's my habit. I'm going to do this. And in the book, Fall in Love with God's Word, I have so many practical tips to help you actually get started doing that. But it's not going to be a matter of you fall in love on day one. It's once you get into God's Word and you develop that relationship with Him and you start to see the benefits, then you realize, hey, this is really cool. Yeah, I love that so much. And it makes me think of, and I've told the story before on my podcast, when I first started reading God's word regularly, um, I had three little kids at home. I wanted to write and I thought, okay, I need to do this in the early morning before homeschool starts, you know, once homeschool got started. And so I got up early to write. And then after the first week, I'm like, you know what? I've been making this excuse that I don't have time to read the Bible, but I'm making time to write. So maybe I'll just start with like, reading the Bible for like 10 or 15 minutes and then I'll write. And pretty soon, like you said, at the beginning, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to do this just to do this because I know it's important and it'll probably make God happy and it might, you know, make my day better. But after a while, like I even like forgot that it, the whole purpose was writing because I did, I fell in love with like these scriptures and I just have journals tucked on my shelf of scripture verses and what they meant to me and what he was speaking to my heart and prayers I had for my kids. And it became about um, that time with God and that those moments where I felt like him speaking to my heart and maybe saying, what do you, what about this? And what about your life? And how can you change? And it became these transforming moments that started with me saying, okay, maybe I should do this kind of out of obligation. And then now it's my favorite thing. When I wake up, I, I have my Bible and um, journals and I have this little pile that I always grab and head to the living room and I make a cup of tea and it's just my favorite time of the day. But you're right. It's something that develops, but we just have to get started. And I don't think it's bad if we do have to use some measure of willpower in the first place. I know mm -hmm. that there's some women who say, oh, well, I don't want to do it just out of habit, so I'm not going to do it at all. No, it's okay. If you're just doing it out of habit, we'll start there because you're not going to get the benefit of reading God's word if you're not even reading it in the first place. You're not going to fall in love unless you first start to just read it, even if that's out of a sense of obligation or habit. Yeah, because God can meet you. Like the words are alive. And 
I love, you know, the words are living and active and they're going to do a work in our heart. Um, even if we're, we are just starting, like, I'm just going to do this just to do this out of obligation. And it's amazing how many times during the day, during the next few days that that scripture will come to mind and it'll perfectly apply to whatever is going on in our lives. And there's so many times I'm at the age where we have three teenagers at home and pretty much I think they just think that 1030 is this time to start talking. Like they're, they're, you know, they mom, can I ask you something? I'm like, I really want to go to bed. And they just have these deep conversations. And I would say most nights it's been something that I have read previously that week in the Bible. Like, say, so you know what I was reading and God uses that for me to like share truth with one of my kids. And that wouldn't happen if I wasn't taking that time. I love that. So, you know, you talk about, um, you know, getting into practice. How have you seen your life changing when you've taken that time to spend with God and really get into his word? It really just has transformed who I am from the inside out. And I don't want that to come across as cheesy um, because I know it can, but God's word promises us that that's what it is meant to do is it's meant to transform us, to renew our minds. But I feel like when it is just me, I can get so focused on what I am doing that I can be very stubborn. I can be very selfish. I can be just so like focused, motivated on one thing that I kind of run everything else over. And when I read God's word, it just reminds me that, hey, God's here and he has a plan and he knows what he's doing and you can trust him and you can relax a little bit. And that's just one of the ways that he's really been speaking to me lately, but it just provides so much encouragement for me to keep going even when it's hard and so much encouragement in the sense of you can do this, like you can be that wife that you know you're supposed to be even when it's not easy. Here's what I want you to do. Um, And the beautiful thing about God's word is that it doesn't just contain these static words on a page. You and I could read the exact same scripture verse and come out of it with two different things. Not that we can make God's word mean anything that we want it to, but God speaks to us through his word. So maybe a verse will jump out or a word will jump out or just a concept and you'll realize like, oh, God wants me to behave this way and this is right and this is a good and I should, you know, follow this direction or, you know, God's warning me not to take this path or God's pointing out my selfishness or my pride or whatever it is. And he speaks to us and he points out these things, whether good or bad in our lives. And that's helpful. That's not always easy to hear, um, but that's so helpful because that's what does change our lives and grow our relationship with him if we are willing to read what his word says and then also put it into practice. So it's not, you know, eventually, maybe not on day one, but eventually it becomes this thing where it's not just, okay, I read my chapter for the day, but okay, I read this and then I learned something about God. I learned what he's like. I learned what he values. I learned more about what I should be like. And then I can hold myself up to that standard and I could say, okay, am I doing this or am I not doing this? Um, One passage of the Bible that is really great to do this in is 1 Corinthians 13, which is the famous love chapter where it talks about love is kind and love is patient. And one thing that you can do in that passage in particular is to put your name in there. So Trisha is kind, Trisha is patient. And as you read through all of it, you know, 
ask yourself, does this describe me? Am I kind? Am I patient? Or the opposite, like Trisha is prideful. Trisha is, you know, whatever. And as you read through one way and then you read through the other way, it can really point out, okay, here's something in my life that I need to work on with God's help. Of course, he will help me, um, but he sees us and he knows us in a way, way beyond even what we know ourselves. And so he can lead us and guide us towards, okay, here's what I want from you. Here's what I have for you. And that's just so valuable to me. Yeah, I love how you're just giving these practical applications, which I know they're throughout your book. You talk about different ways you can apply it to your life. And I think it's so cool because so many people say, um, especially people that aren't familiar with God's words, like it's written a long time ago. Like, how can this even apply to me today? Or like what was going on with their lives don't even make sense. I mean, there's people married with multiple wives and that is not even relatable today. But what we can see when we're looking at God's word is that they were real people in real history with real struggles and maybe their struggles aren't the same as ours, but we could always learn something, but mostly we could learn about God and God's graciousness and God's love and God's forgiveness. I mean, so many things, even if if we're reading about people from a long, long, long time ago, when we point out and we focus on like what God is doing and how he is, was active then and how he can be active now, it can really just change our view of what's happening in the world and how God is at work around us. And that is really a great point, though. I mean, people make a good point when they say, "Okay, this was written thousands of years ago and it doesn't all apply. You know, not every verse does apply to you. And that's okay because Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, Paul's letter to Trisha in the United States. It's Paul's letter to the Galatians, Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica. It's written to a specific people. And I actually, it's not out for a long time. I have a follow-up book coming up next year that's going to dive into this exact topic of, okay, how do we, once we know what the Bible says, this book, Fall in Love with God's Word, is mostly about, okay, how do we read it and start to follow it? The next one that's going to be coming is, okay, how do we figure out how these centuries, uh, thousands of years old, versus how do we apply them today? But the thing is, when we are reading God's word, we are not looking at it to read every single verse literally. So we are not saying, okay, this verse says you cannot plant a field with two kinds of crops. So that must mean I could not possibly, you know, good thing. That's going to be an easy one for me to follow. I don't plant fields. (laughs) I mean, that would be, yeah, I'm doing great on that one. But rather, when we read God's word, we're learning more about God and who Mm -hmm. he is and what he values. And that's not going to change over time. God is still the same today as he was yesterday, as he was a thousand years ago, as he will be until the end of time. He is still going to be there loving us and encouraging us and challenging us and pushing us in this direction. That's not going to change. The way we live it out is going to change. Obviously, people didn't have to deal with the internet thousands of years ago. So, I mean, that makes a big difference. Life's, life looks different now than it did. But the underlying principles and morals and values, that part never changes. Yeah. One of the quotes that I love, you say, um, while the Bible has many implications for us, it's not primarily about us. It's about God, his character, the way he interacted with his people through history. We simply get to benefit from it. And that is such a good example. I think, especially in the Western culture, we're very individualistic and we think, okay, what can I get out of this? I need my three points and a takeaway and all these things, which, you know, there is a lot of things we can take away, but just getting that vision of God's work through history and, you know, from every chapter of the Bible that's, you know, pointing to Christ and pointing to um, salvation that God 
has been at work for so many years so that we can become his and so that we can have eternity with him. Um, and, and it's not always just about, like you said, this time in history, how this is a specific verse is going to impact me, but really seeing God at work over time and his love and his care for us. Absolutely. And that is one of the things I talk about in the book as well, because it's so easy to approach the Bible as, oh, there's this book that's all about me. And that's just one of the, I have five common misconceptions in the Bible of ways we view the Bible. And that was one of them is, okay, if you view it as a book that is all about you, that's really going to detract from your ability to read and understand it because it's not a book all about you. Mm -hmm. Um, Alternately, how you Um, said earlier, if you view it as just this obligation, something that makes God happy, of course, you're not going to be super motivated to read it in the same way that you would be if you realize, hey, this is life giving to me. This is helpful for me. Um, Or if you view the Bible as just a collection of stories. Okay, I can get stories just by scrolling on my phone. If I get on Facebook right now, I can bet you there are a lot of very interesting stories. I don't need to open the Bible for that. So we also have to make sure that we're approaching the Bible in the first, in the right way in the first place. So that we see this as not just a book of rules, not just a book of step-by-step instructions that are going to tell us here are all the ways you're messing up and great job, you're a failure, you know, do this instead. That's just going to order us around. We need to begin to view the Bible as, hey, this is God's love letter written to you. People wrote it to specific individuals thousands of years ago, yes, but God orchestrated all of this to be this amazing, basically like a library so that we could learn from people who lived thousands of years ago and learn from their experiences and their wisdom to avoid their mistakes, to learn what God's like. And God offers us this amazing resource. And not only that, the words that are already there, he speaks to us through it. So when we read those verses, he can speak to our hearts and say, hey, you know, you need to work on this. Or, hey, you know, I got you. Like, it's going to be okay. And when we view the Bible in that way as what it truly is, which again, may not come on day one, but when we start to understand how the Bible can help us, that changes everything. What would your relationship with God look like if you followed him out of love, not obligation? Authors and pastors Andrew Farley and Tim Chalice want you to feel true grace and freedom that come with knowing Jesus. In their new book, The Perfect You, they show you how to step into your identity in Christ as you live from your heart where Jesus resides. It absolutely changes everything. I love that you do approach approach those misconceptions because I think all of us have heard those things or don't understand what the Bible's about, especially um, if we haven't grown up in church. I mean, you and I, you know, memorized scripture verses and had Sunday school, but even that I can look back and very much um, the Sunday school lessons were very topical. And, you know, the, the church sermons, I remember sitting in sermons and doing more like writing notes to my friend than actually paying attention. So I wasn't even aware, like when I first got married to my husband and we signed up for some Bible college classes at um, our local church and they you know talked about, they did this like pretest of how much we knew about the Bible. I couldn't tell 
tell you like what the different books of the Bible are about or like some are history and poetry or this person lived before that person. I had no idea that if, uh, you know, Noah came before or after Jesus. I mean, no clue because it was just these little pockets of stories that I had picked up. It wasn't until later when I started reading God's word, when I did, I've, did those Bible reading plans and it's okay to check boxes. Like don't feel like, Oh my goodness, if I fail this day, it's going to be horrible. But it does help us when we read through the Bible and we start to understand and know that there's different styles of writing that, that is not just, um, you know, these pockets of stories going with themes, but there's so much more going on. And I think the more we study, the more we learn, the more we realize like there's so much we can get out of God's word. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the areas where the church often falls short, not to be Mm -hmm. critical at all, but so often so many pastors and it's completely understandable why they do this, but they preach topical sermons. I mean, some Mm -hmm. will do like study through books in order and that's great too, but there's kind of this assumption that if you are at church, I mean, depending on the church, but if you are at church, you already know the gospel message. You already know the Bible. You've been here a long time. And so you probably already know the things. So we're not going to start with the basics that people already know. We're going to talk about this issue or that issue Um, in Sunday school. They absolutely talk about here's the stories, which they should. Um, And then when you get to be an adult, okay, here's how to deal with this or here's how to approach this political thing that's going on right now. And that's great. However, we also need to make sure that we are also providing a way for people to learn that foundational stuff in the first place, because it can be incredibly intimidating if Mm -hmm. somebody, okay, maybe you've even been to church your whole life, but you haven't read God's word for yourself for you to say, okay, how do I actually read this book? Because there is a method to it. It's not as simple as just opening up to page one and just reading straight through. There are some pieces of background information that are going to be very helpful to help you understand what you're reading. And a lot of times we skip that step because it's just assumed that we already know it or we learned it somewhere else. So I'm really hoping that this book will provide a fantastic resource for anybody who's in that position. I really tried to keep in mind both somebody who is a very beginning Bible reader. If you are someone who wants to read the Bible, you've never opened it before. You were completely overwhelmed and intimidated. I wrote this in a way that would be so step-by-step practical, hold your hand. Here's what you need to know. Start here, read this, do this. Here's what it means. But as I'm writing, I'm also trying to keep people in mind, like my mom, who is a pastor's daughter, who has grown up in church her entire life. And I don't want it to just be beginner level. So if you are also somebody who has read God's word before, but you feel like you're in this position where you're just checking off that box. Okay. I've read this a billion times before. I know what it says. Yes. Jonah got eaten by the whale. We know this. (laughs) I mean, I feel that way sometimes like, okay, yes, I've, I've read this story before. I know this lesson. Okay. What else? If you are somebody who's reading it through that lens of, okay, just checking something off. I really want this book to just challenge and encourage and inspire you to dive in to that relationship with God more than just checking something off the list. Yeah, that's so good. And I know one of the things when you talk about like practically applying things is you talk about negative thought patterns. And I think I see this so much um, with, I mean, just everything that is going on in the world. It's so easy to get in these negative thought patterns. And I also see it with my, again, teenage girls. I have teenage girls in my house that it's like one negative thought pattern just goes and cycles and spins. And, um, you know, one of my daughters, I I downloaded this Bible app and I said, you just need to listen to this as you're laying in bed and listen to God's word. Your mind gets 
worried and concerned about this and the world's this is happening all this is happening and she's been sleeping better she's been um you know just so much happier during the day because she's listening to god's word as she's drifting off to sleep and setting instead of just letting her mind spin in those negative thought patterns. Cause I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Absolutely. I'm so glad that that is, has been helpful for her. That's a great idea. I think what so often we forget to consider is that as Christians, we have a very real enemy who mm-hmm. is out to make sure that we don't have the relationship with God that we want to have. So we can feel like, Oh, I'm bad at this. Oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm not smart enough to do this. Oh, I'm I'm whatever. And it's my fault that this is hard. Well, maybe there are some things you can do. Like I have tons of practical strategies for you for how to make this easier. But maybe part of the issue could be that there is a very real being who is trying to get in your way. Mm -hmm. And once we realize that it can be very freeing to realize that the thoughts, just because a thought is in your head, does not mean it is your thought, nor does it mean that it is true. Satan absolutely has the power to put thoughts into your head. He can't read your mind, but he can put thoughts there. And that is supported by scripture as well. And so many times women think, oh, I feel this way, so it must be true. Or I feel this way and all women feel this way, or maybe no other women feel this way. And it's just me. And thoughts can kind of spiral. Thoughts like, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. This is too hard. I can't do this. No one would ever love me. And I had a time in my life when I struggled with all of these as well. I mean, I still do because I'm human, but it was way worse then, obviously, than it is now. But you have to keep in mind just because the thought is there doesn't mean it's true. It could absolutely be Satan just trying to derail you, trying to throw thoughts your way so that you're discouraged. Because the last thing Satan wants is for you to go be this amazing Christian woman that God wants for you to be and to have this amazing adventure of a Christian relationship that God wants you to have. So he's going to throw things your way. That could be some some temptations and sins. It could just be negative thoughts in your head that he's using to try to derail you. But the amazing part is just because a thought is in your head doesn't mean you have to believe it. That's why the Bible tells us to take every thought captive to Christ, which basically means you take every thought that you think rather than just assuming, oh yeah, I think this, so it must be true. Capture that thought. Like, wait, what are you telling yourself? Is that true? Is that factual? And I've done this with my kids as well. Um, This year has been kind of hard with the pandemic and everything. Mm -hmm. And I have one kid who said things like, you know, I don't have any friends. I'm like, okay, is that true? Or do you just feel that way? Because those are two completely different things. Is that truth? Okay, maybe it's not. And so there are some things that the Bible won't tell us because again, the Bible is not all about us, but there's a lot of things the Bible does tell us. And the Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors. The Bible tells us that God loves us. The Bible tells us so many amazing promises. And so when we hear these thoughts, we can take them to God's word and we can find scriptures to refute them. So if Satan says, nobody loves you, we can go to the Bible and we can find the verse that says, you know, God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you. When you were still a sinner, God sent his son to die for you. I don't know about you, but I have an oldest son and I am not sending him to die for anybody. I don't Mm -hmm. care who you are. Like that's my baby. I am not sending him for anybody, much less some sinner. But that's what God did for us because he loves us so much. He would rather let his son die, send his son to be brutally murdered and die rather than 
give up the opportunity to have a relationship with us, not even guaranteed to have a relationship with us, just so that he could have the opportunity. That's amazing that God loves us that much. And so anytime Satan tries to say, oh, nobody loves you, God doesn't care, God you know, isn't interested in your life, yeah, that's a load of garbage. That's not true. Just because you feel that way doesn't mean it's true. And that's freeing because you can just say, nope, I'm not going to believe that that's not truth. And you can choose to proclaim scripture and say those scriptures and memorize those verses and say them out loud however many times you need to until you realize, no, this is the truth. I am going to choose to believe this. I am going to walk in this truth because you do have that choice every day. But so often we don't even realize it. So it's just a matter of being in God's word so that we can have those thoughts, those positive scriptural thoughts in our head. So when those negative untrue thoughts and lies come, we recognize them. Yeah. And the more you get used to spending time in God's word and, and feeling that peace come after pain or that, you know, if you're feeling hopeless, when you feel the hope come from reading God's word, it's like, you know, that's where you can turn to. And, you know, we've adopted seven kids. There's been times we've really struggled. These kids have been through trauma. There's been a lot of anger and there's been times I've been so overwhelmed and I'll just like go to my room and they're like, you mad? I'm like, no, I just need like, I need to get in God's word. I just need some time with Jesus. And so people know like, okay, leave mom alone. She needs some time with Jesus. And I'll go in and I'll get my scripture verses that I turn to that give me encouragement, that give me hope. And after a while, it's like, okay, God is with me. I can count on him. He says he's always going to be here. He's my comforter. You know, I mean, all those verses that I turn to make me so strong. So then I can go out and face the hard things because there's those things that are negative that we may be just, you know, the enemy's putting there that's, that are, that is made up in our minds that, that we're just dwelling on, or there's some very real things that we go through in our life that are very hard, but either way, turning to God's word, remembering who he is, remembering how he will never fail us can give us strength for the day when, what, with whatever is happening to us. Yes. And that's why I want to be in God's word every day, because I want to be that woman. I want to be someone who believes these truths, who knows them to the core of my being, who knows them well enough that anytime I'm in a situation that I know, like, no, this is truth because I read it every day. I immerse myself in it and now I can live according to it. Yeah. And that's the best feeling. I love, you know, going to church with these older women that, you know, they've been in God's word for so long and you're like, say something and they're just bringing out the scripture, bringing out the scripture, putting, putting people, pointing people back to God's word. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want to be. I want people to, you know, just all the words to come exactly when someone needs them. And that takes us going to God's word first so we can feed other people from that. Well, Brittany, I am so glad that you have written this book. Um, Again, the titles fall in love with God's word. I love your passion. And I know that so many people are going to be impacted. Now, this is also a great book. Um, Like Brittany said, if you have, you know, a friend or family member that's like, I don't know. I mean, it's like a good idea, but I've never read God's word. This would be a great gift (laughs) for them. Um, You know, everyone loves getting a surprise gift. I think this would be something that you could give to someone, write a note in the front, you know, maybe write a note how much God's word has changed you and give it to a friend, drop it off on a doorstep, put it in the mail. And I think this can really make a difference in someone's life. So Brittany, for people that want more information about you and your ministry and all that you're doing, where can they go to get that information? 
Absolutely. So the best place to find me online in general is at equippinggodlywomen.com, where I challenge, encourage, and equip Christian women to be all in in their faith. And I have a ton of great resources there. But if you want more information about Fall in Love with God's Word specifically, the best place to go is fallinlovewithgodsword.com. You can download and read the first chapter for free. If you want to get started reading, check it out, see if it's something that would interest you. Um, And then I have some other great resources available for you there as well. Awesome. And we're going to put all those links in the show note, which is always at walkitoutpodcast.com. But Brittany, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for encouragement. And thank you for all that you're doing to just encourage people to get into God's word. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. I just love Brittany's passion for getting people into the word of God. And I think it's so amazing how she talked about how the Bible has transformed her. And I know the Bible has transformed me. Now, again, if you have never spent time in God's word, it can be intimidating. And one of the things I really encourage people to do is to pick up a very good study Bible and I remember the first one I got was a student study Bible. So I, even though I was a, a um, young mom with little kids, I got a student study Bible because it was right at the level where I can start understanding what God wor- God's word was all about. And so at the beginning of each book of the Bible, it would explain like what was happening during that time and who the author was and what are some key points were in those, in the passages. And, um, it just made a huge difference to me as I sat down. So don't feel like you have to be intimidated. And, um, if you haven't got read God's word before, the Psalms are wonderful, which are actually songs of, um, praise and songs. When people are discouraged turning to God, there's so many great, beautiful messages there. And then also just reading through the gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just reading about Jesus and his time on earth. Like, don't feel like you have to start in Genesis at the beginning and read all through the stuff that you don't understand. Jump over to Matthew or Mark or Luke or John and read about what Jesus was doing on earth. And then when you start to understand the Bible more, then you can look at maybe some of those Old Testament um, passages and, and God's understanding will come to you. I promise you, like I said, when I sat down, it was just like these light bulbs just started going off in my mind and everything. um, You know, it wasn't like overnight, I understood everything, but just God showed me little things every day that um, just were so exciting and so um, life transforming to me and life transforming to my heart. And that's what I think about today when I, when I sit down, um, I still have those journals that are now, you know, 25, 30 years old where I could look back and read the scriptures and what God was speaking to my heart then. And so much of it still applies to me today. So um, today's walk it out first is Psalm 119, 130. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. So again, Psalm 119, 130. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. And it makes me think about, you know, lighting a candle or turning on a flashlight um, where there's darkness before that light is there and that light can illuminate the next step. Um, You know, we don't need to know what's going to happen 10 years from now, 20 years from now, but God's word can give us that light for today as we step out and follow him. So let me pray for us today. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Brittany Ann. I thank you for her passion um, for encouraging women to get into God's word. Because I know when women get into God's word, their lives are transformed. They um, can just transform their kids and their husbands and their friends and their family. When you change us, you impact so many people. Moms are so, or women in general, are so influential and God, when you reveal your word to us, we can be lights to those around us. I pray for Brittany Ann. I pray for her ministry. I pray for all that you're doing in her and that many people will be impacted by her work. I pray for those who may be um, familiar with your word and just need that first love again to fall in love with your word again. I pray for those maybe who have never read the Bible, who are thinking, okay, this sounds interesting, but it's scary. I pray that you'll just bring peace. Um, And I know, Lord, when they open your word, that you will meet them there. I pray for every listener. I thank you for how you've just spoken to me through your word also. May you be glorified in all we do. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, again, if you want to find more information, um, we have all the information about Brittany's book, Fall in Love with God's Word, on the show notes. The show notes can always be found at walkitoutpodcast.com. Walkitoutpodcast.com. You'll see all the graphics of my wonderful guests. I love the opportunity to sit down with people, to hear their hearts, and to hear how God is working in their lives. And that really is the part of Walk It Out. When we allow God to use us, to um, speak to us, and then we step out to do the things He's asking us to do, it transforms everything. Um, Like Brittany was saying, you know, it may be not comfortable when we first sit down and we don't understand everything about the Bible, but when we actually start reading it and we start doing what it says, it will transform our lives. And I can say 100% my life is transformed from that young, scared, pregnant teen who would watch all the bad shows, um, read all the horror books, uh, cast at anybody who was around. I'm a completely different person now. And it's because I dared to trust God with my life. I dared to open up God's word and I dared to do what it says. And I know God can transform your life too. And maybe you just need hope today. Maybe you just need encouragement. Maybe you just need to be reminded that God loves you. Um, You can find that within the pages of your Bible. And if you don't have a Bible on yourself, there are wonderful Bible apps. You can go to websites. My favorite is um, there's BibleGateway.com, BibleHub.com. There's many places where you can get God's Word. So I pray, friend, that you will be encouraged today. And as you read God's Word, you will also start walking it out and impacting those around you. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.